around the we world. Uh, uh, to the beach, y'all. Let's go. Uh, all around the world. Y'all know this is so, so dead. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural Stall Talks podcast. I am Jack May, and joining me is my lifelong best friend, David Dolby. David, how are you? In a word, Jack, honored. And I'll tell you why, because I'm not done yet. The fact that growing up as friends in high school, college, etc., we knew each other in the youth and the foolishness of our time. To know that you now are a person that decorates your office with ferns. I'm impressed, and I consider it a privilege to know somebody that has succulents in their room. I love the fact that we're trying to be a sports podcast and you start off by saying I have ferns in my podcast and no one's going to be like, oh, that dude, he has ferns in his podcast. I should take what he says, literally. No, but I think it is a significant benchmark on the maturity of an individual when they actually buy – because you had to go in – or your wife – had to go into some kind of decorative store and say, I want that fern in my room. And that's something that's not nothing. Ferns are simple. They look good. And you know what? People don't criticize them. And that's how I know you're becoming a man, Jack. Oh, boy. So. Well, guys, um, the intro is supposed to be about what stall talks is and what our friendships mean. But uh, <laughs> I don't know how long this friendship's going to last after this episode. Many eons to come. Many eons. Keep buying no, ferns. But seriously, me and Dave have been friends forever. And this podcast is kind of like our brainchild of everything that we've always done is... Um, we like to just talk sports and our love of talking about sports really started when we would play basketball growing up in high school and we'd go to do some pregame rituals and on the toilet, you know, basically poop, just so we aren't speculating <laughs> yeah. on what that is. So we would just poop and we talk sports and that's basically how our friendship grew and blossomed is we got to debate about who we thought was the best basketball player in the, the world. And um, at one point, David did say LeBron, so... I never said that. I don't think I ever said that. David is the biggest Miami Heat fan. I want to preface this off by saying that. David is the biggest Miami Heat fan. And in high school, this was during the glory days of the Heat when they had LeBron. And David was the biggest LeBron fan then. But what happened, David? This is revisionist history. As a Heat fan, I was the biggest Dwayne Wade fan. And was I kind of sad that... The Miami Heat chose LeBron. I was. I mean, did he give us no, two? No. Did he give us two championships? And Jack will always attack me on this because he comes from a fallacious fan base for the Pistons, where he seeks <laughs> he seeks championships over anything. But I look for the storyline, and I knew that the Dwayne Wade Lebron rivalry in the mid two thousand. I'm talking two thousand five to two thousand ten. That was gold NBA. And everybody who watched the NBA knew that. They knew that when Dwayne Wade played LeBron in Miami, get your tickets because it's going to be a show. I just want to preface this by saying that you just said that I'm a person who championships over everything, correct? You yes, you are. You absolutely are. So what? tell me what's wrong about that in the sports world. Isn't that what the purpose of sports is? <laughs> championships over everything? Or I did are you not. a person who, who cares more about personal accolades are you the Dwayne Wade where I'm the LeBron where I don't need eight MVPs. I need championships. You know, and this is just, it's so telling. And it's why Jack and I would have stall talks, but we'd never have stall singular talks. Because we had always split stalls. And we continue to split stalls to this day. 
It is ne- it is neither about the individual or the championships. Oh. It is about the story. Jack, did you ever hear the expression, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game? Yes. That was Dwayne Wade. It did not matter whether he won or lost. It was how he played the game. Then tell me, why did he recruit LeBron? Why did he recruit Chris Bosh if it wasn't for championships? Okay, Dwayne Wade was also kind of a diva. (laughs) And I have to admit that now in my later years. Well, all I'm saying is, if you name your favorite player in the NBA today... LeBron James. You can't tell me that the way he plays the game of basketball isn't fascinating. You can take away the Steph Curry's, which I want to get into this. Originally, just so everyone knows, the the origin the origin podcast this was supposed to be about was about March Madness because it's happening right now. Oh, and, but yeah. the funny thing is with me and David, you never know where our brain's going to go. But we need to focus on this because this this is such a telling story about our relationship. This is basically what our podcast will be about: is take, taking one extreme and blowing it up. But I want to get back to this. You can't tell me LeBron James isn't the most interesting basketball player in the world right now. You say interesting, and that word has a lot of different connotations to me. <laughs> I would say infuriating, yes. Oh my gosh. Frustrating, yes. Nauseating, absolutely. If you want to put that into interesting, and you know what? I'll throw you a bone, Jack. I'll say dominating, because that's the there word you want to hear. You want to hear how much LeBron James at... Over 35 years old. I think he's over 35. 36. Is still dominating the game of professional basketball. I will hand it to you. I will say it is no longer the National Basketball Association. It's the National LeBron James Association. And of course he's dominating that. Because he is the leader, chief, king of that group. I will say this. He flops worse than any other superstar I've ever seen. Hold up. Okay, let's not bring in personal things Uh-oh. that happen. Oh, <laughs> excuse me for striking your nerve. I'm no, sorry. Let's let's talk about who LeBron James is. Every time there's some sort of new new Uber athlete, it's not. Oh, he's the next Dwayne Wade. It's no, he's supposed to be the next LeBron James. You got Andrew Wiggins. You got the guy, the kid going to Michigan State. I can't think of his name right now. Emoni Bates. That's who it is. You have all of them are saying he's the next LeBron James. He can do this. That he's going to dominate the game of basketball. Giannis is supposed to be a taller LeBron James. It's it's never that he is the ultimate benchmark for every player that comes into the league now. So you can't tell me that he still doesn't carry that weight. He is the litmus test for anybody trying to aspire to join the National LeBron James Association. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you something, though. I can't can't understand (laughs) how a guy brought you two championships and you give this filth towards him. Look, I couldn't stand Rasheed Wallace. I'm the biggest Detroit Pistons fan in the world. I couldn't stand him. But I will never, ever spew hatred about him because he brought my city a championship. I... To be honest, I want to say I will not spew hatred towards LeBron James, but I absolutely will spew hatred <laughs> towards LeBron James. I love that you're speaking in negatives. Right well, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Yes. He is an amazing athlete. I will not take anything away from the fact that sometimes I see LeBron James dribble up and hit a three from, like, not Steph Curry range, but mid-Steph Curry yeah. to regular three-point range. And I'll say, man, that guy is good. Okay, he is good. But he is still the villain of the NBA, and there's no denying that. After what he did to Cleveland, after what he did to the Los Angeles team, selling them out. Hold up. You mean the teams that he brought championships to? 
I championships just wipe away any wrong. See, that is, I think that is the fundamental difference. Because I appreciate a championship, I do, but I would rather have a team lose in the first round in a game seven series if they were a team that I can respect more than a team that made it to the championship, swept every other team 4-0, and had LeBron James well, as their leader. I'm sorry. Okay, I can't okay. stand him. Let, okay, let me try to stoop to your level for a second so I can yes, understand Yes, please. Your don't hurt okay. your back. So I'm Detroit is a mid-market team. I can oh, what, admit, mid-market? Mid-market. The, you, anyone in the world will admit that. Like it's no one. They're not bringing in free agents. No, I would no say one, bottom of the market. The, okay, see, even worse. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So for me, it's like... I don't look towards players as much because I, I, I know I can't hold on to him. I was the biggest Andre Drummond fan in the world. But I knew that his time was running out. We weren't going to hold on to him. Same thing with Blake Griffin. To oh. that, I actually say good riddance. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, he did not do good he didn't, for He couldn't even dunk for us at the end. And I know everyone's like, oh, he didn't play for a year. Yeah, but he still couldn't dunk. Like His one thing is he could always dunk it and bring some excitement to the area. But anyways... That all saying that, I for me, championships mean more than anything a, a single person could bring to my city. Because uh, you look at the teams that like I grew up rooting for. I mean, you got Detroit, the the bad boys. Like, it, yeah, we have Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, but like you had the Bill Lambeers grinding it out for that. Like for me, it wasn't single players that I could look to and be like, yeah, they're representing my city. It was that team representing the city to me. Whereas Dwayne R- Wade represented Miami to you. Am I, am, am I saying that correctly? It was Dade County. Instead okay. of Wade, it, okay. No, it was Wade County instead of Dade County. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, for me, and, like, you guys have that luxury of being that top-tier market. I'd say Miami and Los Angeles are the two cities that most people want to play for because of the glitz, the glam. Mm-hmm. You know, in Miami, you don't have the luxury tax. So, like, there's just so many benefits to it. So, for you, you could latch on to these players knowing, like, Hey, Dwayne Wade's going to play for us his whole career, minus that one year in Chicago, but nobody talks about. But whereas in Detroit, I don't have that player. Like, for me, it was the teams that mattered to me. And so for me, it's like if I had the chance of four years of LeBron, I would have taken it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Okay. So, yes and no. I have to be, if I want to consider myself an enlightened individual, and even better than that, an enlightened fan of sports. I have to understand that when I started rooting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it was in 2002 they won the Super Bowl. Mm. When I started rooting for the Miami Heat, it was right around 2005, 2006 they won the finals. Mm. So championships were given to me at an early age. Yeah. As a child, I was ordering surf and turf from the nice restaurant. <laughs> you were obviously eating at the Golden Corral. Yes, correct. So when you see the opportunity to get something you could never dream of, you put that above all. And that, that I will not defute that. That is very yeah. true. And for me, championships, I was like, that's one thing, but I'm more about the storyline. So when Dwayne Wade left to Chicago and also played for Cleveland for a half year, horrible. He was bad at Cleveland. I feel, uh, let's just caveat real quick. This is not an assessment of any of these individuals on a personal level. We are just ignorant fans talking yes. about what ESPN has shown us. Just like okay. like uh, financial planners have to say, we we don't. We, this isn't financial advice. This is not sport advice. We're dumb dumbs. Yeah, we, but we're just like saying our own personal experience. Exactly. For me, it was about the team. It was about the chemistry. It was about. So it was about the team. Yes. 
So why are you telling me LeBron James is one of the best people at chemistry? And if the, before you interrupt me and say, if you don't work in his chemistry, he kicks you out. That's the purpose. Like, Lonzo Ball, like, I, I refuse to not believe that he is a cancer to a team. I think Lonzo, wow. Lonzo Ball is – look where he's gone. There is so much talent in that New Orleans Pelicans team that you can't tell me that there's a certain reason why that team is not uh, doing well. There's too much talent for them to be floundering for that eighth spot in the East. You say so I think LeBron pinpoints where things could cause you know disagreements or anyone who doesn't have the same philosophy. Because I think at the end of the day, you can defute this in your own way. I want to hear what you think. But I think at the end of the day, LeBron James cares about one thing and one thing only. And that's winning championships. Because if he really cared about personal accolades, he should have at least nine MVPs. You can't deny that. He has the stats. He has all that to back it up. But he doesn't care about pursuing after that. Even this week, when Kyle Kuzma said that, he said I, he deserves at least eight or nine champion, uh, MVPs. LeBron's like, yeah, maybe, but uh, th that doesn't matter to me. I w care about winning championships. For me, that is a player with his skill set. He needs. He could work on any team. I, I think LeBron James does care about winning championships. I think also LeBron James is in a situation now where he's realized that the league, he can work the league to oh, his yeah. needs. I agree. But I think he deserves that after what he's done to this league. You look at this, the, the amount of money he's brought into the league. There's talking about it. There's only one person in the, the NBA history who's brought in more money than LeBron James, and that's Yao Ming because he brought in the whole Chinese market. So for me, it's like I think he, he kind of earns that. And I think that if we're going to be completely real, he could be a bigger diva and ask for more from the NBA. Maybe, I guess to sum up my position right now in the best way I could. Yeah. LeBron James is the most dominant force in the NBA. Why do you flop? But the thing is, he doesn't. I think. Oh, hold on. Hold Jack, on. Hold no. on. No, 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 no. Before you jump on this, we're going mm, way out no, there. No, I will not give this up. So you're going to tell me that no NBA player flops. I think because, because it's LeBron, it is so brought to light that people are just like, he's such a flopper. Because every time he does it, it's boom. It's put in the front page of ESPN.com. Everyone sees it. Whereas, you know, you look at Jeremy Lin. He's not even in the NBA anymore. He's in no. the D-League. The G-League, sorry. It's not the D-League anymore. It's yeah, the G-League. No, don't put him in the D-League. Yeah. That's what it used to be, though. Yeah. It was but, the developmental league. But you look at, like, Dame Lillard. If he flops, nobody really cares because it's he's a he's a small guard. But LeBron James, he's 6'8", 265 pounds. Why should he be flopping? And it's like, at the same time, his job is to sell these fouls so that, hey, first off, he doesn't get the call for the foul. And secondly, like... Hey, it gives him an advantage to playing basketball. I can say as someone who's played basketball 23 years of my life, for like on a on a you know organized level, that I definitely did that multiple times. If I could see an advantage, I'm going to use it. That's I, that's just being a smart tactician. There is that argument, and I have not fully thought through the fact that maybe he's just saying these are my cards. I'm going to play them the best that I can. I'm just saying the whole world watches now. Yeah. And I don't know if it puts it on ESPN. I know it seems like it's kind of not uh, popular or not meta to yeah. analyze LeBron's flops. 
Yeah. I'm just saying, if, if objectively, as a basketball fan, yeah. do you think flopping culture is good for the NBA? I could care less, to be completely honest to with be you. Ca- you could care less. Could care less. That's the right way to say it. It's not well, couldn't care less, right? Is it could? It's could care less. Yeah. I think couldn't care less is like a... Uh, double negative. Yeah. No, I, I think We're that... We're smart here. It's, it's <laughs> such a small topic like that gets so much attention, and it's like... I, I don't know, like, but it's not a small topic, Jack. If you look at all the three-point fouls, yeah. But at the same time, like, you see the people who are complaining the loudest are the ones who are affected by it. Whereas, like, I'm a Detroit Pistons fan. We've won two games because of it, and like, I yeah, cool, <laughs> yeah, good, good for us. Like, but at yeah. the same time, like, if it happened against me, I would be just one of those people yelling and complaining about it. But I was like, for me, it's like it doesn't affect me as much, so I don't care much about it. But, like, to get back to LeBron's culture around himself, for me, there will never be another LeBron. I think that that's a fair statement. I would agree, yeah. Nobody can play basketball Everybody like him. Everybody else that they said is like LeBron has yeah. not measured. He's like... Like he Kevin would, Durant. Kevin Durant's too skinny. He never... He can't attack like him. He doesn't have that Mamba mentality. I definitely will say that LeBron has a Mamba mentality. Whereas Kevin Durant just... He, he can't play through hurt. Whereas LeBron James has... He plays through everything. I don't think he's missed a season. No, ever. He, he the his first year in in L.A. He missed quite a few games, but like that was the first time he was thirty three yeah. years old. He's played since he was eighteen years old. There's just nobody gonna be like him. Whereas like you see Steph Curry, like I was talking to my brother, like my little nephew, he, he's telling he's like you need to become like Steph Curry, a great shooter, great ball handler. Yes, anyone in the world can aspire to do that. Great training, great. I honestly feel like if Steph Curry is great, he has a little bit of a distinct advantage because you know I think he grew up in that culture of a three-point shooter, ball handler with his father. So yes, he has that advantage. But you can aspire to be a Steph Curry. You can't inspi- aspire to be a LeBron James. No, I mean that it is a, a rare, unique player that we've seen since 2003. Yep. So 18 years now. This man has been just dominating the league. And that's the thing is, is like, you know, I always, there's always, I don't want to get into it, but the, the MG, MJ versus LeBron thing. And it's like, MJ was great. We'll never see someone like MJ. Same thing could be said about LeBron. Like, I think that's what it needs to be said at the end of the day. Two great players, putting them as 1A, 1B, sure, whatever. But like, you can't compare those two. Whereas like Steph Curry and LeBron, like head and shoulders, like Steph Curry has changed the game. Whereas LeBron James molded the game. Like, people cannot be like him ever again. He changed the game that way. Whereas, yeah. like, I, like, like I said, I, it blows me away, like, how much people are valuing shooting now. It's like, hey, if you're seven foot, you better be able to still shoot three-pointers nowadays. Whereas, like, 10, 15 years ago, it was like, no, you stay in the paint. You're grabbing rebounds, putting putbacks back. That's all you're doing. I don't want you shoot 40% from the three-point line. I, don't, I mean, the free throw. I don't care. And it's like, to me, that's just crazy because, like, uh, a hot take on this, like I Uh-oh. hate that. I hate what Steph Curry did to basketball. I hate that it's just a bunch of three point shooting. Now, one thing that blew, like drew me to basketball growing up was that grit and grind. Like, hey, if you're attacking that paint, you're expecting to get hit. Like, it's gonna it's gonna hurt. But like, people are gonna respect you as a player more because of that. But now it's like, oh, there's guys who can sit back and camp the three and shoot it, and it's like, oh yeah, they're good. And it's like that's not good. Like that's just repetition. Like going up against a seven foot or seven foot three hundred pound shack and putting a layup in now that to me that's awesome. Well, but, if you, but I, I think that's also coming from my perspective. Like you were, 
you were a, a guard. I was a post player growing up. At the same time, my three point percentage was horrible. <laughs> Historically, I didn't say it. Even, I didn't say it. Even in the minor Christian school, high school league that I was participating in, it was not good. I banked one in one time. I think that may have been the only three pointer I made. Uh, but no, like what you said is exactly true. Steph Curry changed the game, and you and I respect that but we also feel like that was changed for the worse yeah and there is something about if you look at the great players of the early 2000s and yeah. late 90s Dwayne Wade couldn't shoot threes he couldn't shoot threes T-Mac was not a no I mean T-Mac could make threes yeah but he, he became was, better as older he got because he adapted yeah but you wouldn't say like these great players were Vince Carter not even Michael Jordan was a great three point no he before like I want to say his eighth year before that he was averaging like point one. Like point like ten percent behind the three point line, right? Which is crazy. And the evolution of the game is interesting to see because now it's like you got to be able to shoot from half court, basically. But a jump shot. I will say that like I will applaud what basketball has done in the fact that um, it's not height based anymore. It's not all about being seven foot. Now it's about being that comfortable six foot eight. Wing guy who can play the three and the D yeah. and be so versatile that he can guard the five all the way to the one. And like I, I do appreciate that because it just shows so much more adaptability and like creativity on the and in the games. That part is cool, and I think that's interesting that the difference between the seven foot two center that could just catch the ball in the paint and mm-hmm. hook it in to the seven foot two center that has to be able to hit a three. Yep. You ha- you would have to say the second is more skilled as a player. Oh yeah. And that part of the game is cooler. I do miss like the bruiser basketball like you were saying. And to give you a little shout out and like make yeah. you feel warm and good inside. Oh. The fact that the Pistons team that you rooted for was based on defense and there was no lead score. Like it was either Chauncey Billups, Rasheed Wallace, Tayshawn Prince, Rip Hamilton. Dude, any of them except for Ben Wallace. He was no, <laughs> he was not scoring. <laughs> but those guys, like that was your team. That's the the team that I have in Miami right now, and I like that. Like with yeah. defense, you never know who's going to be the lead scorer. It could be anybody. It's all about the grind. There's just a certain level. Of awesomeness when you see a guy who can guard, like I can't think of a better word of a guy like Bam Bam who can guard the five to the one. Yeah, like when you see a guy who's like he's up there, he's guarding you know Nikol- Nikolai uh, Jokic. Yep. For like one play, and then the next play he's guarding Gary Harris. It's like what the crap? Yeah. That's super impressive to me because it's like that takes skill. That's not something I don't think you can train that. No, and that doesn't show up in the box score. Either. No. I, and like I, this is like look. This will be the one time I heap praise on you. Is like I think Bam Adebayo. Is that how you say it completely? Bam Adebayo. Adebayo. I think he is literally the best player in the NBA right now. Uh-oh. And I think that the problem is, he, like you're. This is you're not gonna like this. I think Jimmy Butler's an issue on that team because he doesn't give them shooting when he's on the floor. He doesn't space the floor enough. Whereas Bam is thrives when he has two or three shooters around him. They're a better team without him. And sure, you can say, well, look what we did without without Jimmy for the past month. But I think that it's also adaptability, whereas Eric Spolstra, the head coach for the Heat, I guess we should be careful. We know who these people are, but just in case no one doesn't know, the head coach hasn't had enough time to train through that. I, I always think, I think Jimmy Butler's a great glue guy, but I also think that sometimes there's better options, but because of his salary, he's on the floor more than he needs to be. 
Dispute me. I know you want to. Wow. I will say, I have one Miami Heat jersey hanging up in oh, my room now. Don't be a Jimmy Butler. It's Jimmy Buckets, baby. Because he went toe-to-toe with LeBron in the finals. Yeah, they lost 4-1. 4-2. <laughs> Oh, well, nobody cares. They, all, everyone of all that anyone remembers is they got spanked. They got beat a couple games really bad. The point is, Jimmy Butler embodies the type of player I love about the NBA. Defense minded, doesn't search for stats, tries hard every time, and when the team needs a bucket, he doesn't settle for the half court three. He just puts his shoulder down and drives to the hoop. He's a Dwayne Wade light. That's why yeah, you like but, him. But he's not as graceful as Dwayne Wade. No. No, I mean, two thousand nine. But like, and you Insane. know, it's, it's funny because uh, I, I, talking with people who are like, "No, the NBA is so much better with shooters and stuff." Like, there's so much less injuries, and it's like, do you realize like ten, fifteen years ago, like ACL injuries were basically a death wish in any sport. Like, that's how f- much sports has changed. So, like, sure, there were more injuries back then. Because they didn't know how to take care of their bodies. Yeah. Whereas now LeBron James is spending $1.5 million on his body every year for him to play this much. Like, there's so much more information, technology changes. I'm sure in 15 15 years, like, there probably won't be any injuries anymore. Everyone's going to have bionic bodies. Yeah, 36 LeBron looks great. I mean, random question. You think LeBron's going to be able to play with his kid? Because I don't think LeBron will be able to ever be able to be a bench player. How old is his kid? His kid is a sophomore in high school, so he'll be a junior coming up this year. Yeah, I think it will happen. So three years, you still think LeBron will still be starting? <sighs> yeah, I mean, look at Tom Brady. Yeah, but and I, I, I agree with you that I think LeBron James takes better care of his athletic body than anyone else in the world, say, sans uh, Brady. But 39 years old, like very few wing players have survived that long. I think wasn't Vince Carter in his? Wasn't he 39? Yeah, but he learned to sh- like he was just a spot up shooter at one point. Yeah, like, well, I think LeBron will be able to do a spot up shooter gig. You think he'll? But like he's gonna have to start. Whereas Vince Carter was coming off the bench. Would LeBron ever come off the bench? No, I think honestly so? think he would retire before he came off the bench because, and I think to this to his discredit, I think he has too much ego for that. And I think, like, he's got that Kobe mentality where, like, Kobe will still shoot 40 times when he was 37, but, like, he was only making, like, four of those shots. <laughs> and that's what LeBron would do. Well, how about this? Let's say draft for – what's LeBron's kid's name? Bronny. Bronny. Who just had a torn ACL, so he's going to have another year to rehab. So draft day for or Bronny. Meniscus. And the team LeBron's on doesn't want to draft him. You don't piss off LeBron. I think. <laughs> I think at the end of this, so you like, definitely don't. So like, you think about it. The the last year LeBron plays is going to be a fanfare year. Yeah, like it it's going to be such a stupid year. Draft Bronny if it's the second round. Yeah, because he'll play one year with his kid or something like that. It'll be something stupid. He'll go to some team where a bunch of vets go that they'll be in the playoff hunt. I know that's going to happen. It's going to be such a fanfare. It's going to be so much money for that team that they will not piss him off. They will draft Bronny just even if it's wasting a first round pick just to make LeBron happy. What would be funny is if there's teams above them that end up drafting Bronny just to screw LeBron. Yeah. That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. And, I love it. I, and you well, what this really sucks for is Bronny, because he's got his own individual life going. 
at the same time, you'd want to be able to play with your dad. That would be epic. I wouldn't. Like, I um, love my dad, but I could not play with him. Yeah, but... Especially the, when my, my dad's shadow is that freaking for big. For the sake of, like, the game. For the sake of, like, that moment. Well, look, again, I'm playing devil's, devil's advocate today. You think about it. You get drafted by the team your dad plays on, you're going to have that shadow because you're with that team for four more years. Is it four years usually? Well, it's it's two two years guaranteed and then two years team option. I do think that if you got drafted by another team and then you played against your dad, that'd probably be on TNT. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> and then Shaq, Shaq, and, uh, Shaq and Chuck would get mad at each other. Yeah. What what? Oh, I just had something. I was totally, I totally just blanked on it. But um, oh, what happens if like Bronny turns out like Michael Jordan's kid who played at UCF and just ends up sucking? They played for UCF. Yeah. Was that the Golden Knights? Yeah, you know, I, I'm I pretty. Know played so, in Florida. Yeah, so when I played in college, we went to UCF and they showed us their lockers. Their lock. First off, UCF's facilities are amazing. So they showed us, and then it was we saw M or Jordan stuff, and of course it had like six or seven pairs of Jordans there, whereas everyone else had yeah. like two pairs. <laughs> but I was like, he wasn't great. I, I think it, Marcus, I think was his name. I don't know. Yeah, Michael Jordan's son's name. Yeah. So, but like he he only averaged. He didn't do well. I don't think he even got drafted. Wow. Well. So, so like that's always a possibility. Like so, let's be fair. Right now, Bronny is ranked 50 on ESPN's top uh, 300 prospects for his grad his and class. He's a junior in high school. He'll be a junior, I believe. Okay. He'll either be a junior. No, no, he'll be a junior. So when Jack and I first met, we were juniors in high school. Yep. And I think we were, if I'm not mistaken, we were nine and ten ranked high school. What? We weren't on the list. <laughs> we weren't ranked. I had a brief appearance on yeah, Florida's uh, top recruits. You made it to the All-Star game for that's, our... that's right, man. Everyone was dunking it, too. And we were, yeah, just... we were like, what? So I was like, I'm like up there. I'm like, yeah. I was just barely getting over the rim. I'm like, yeah. And like, they're over here. Whoosh, just throwing. I'm like, I do dunking. not belong here. Hey, got me into college. That's all I'm Hey, honest. he did. He got a great education. He used yeah, I sat the bench. Day. Whoop, whoop. I went to a few of your games. I played a couple minutes here and yeah, there. Yeah, you got in. Hey, my final stat lines were I averaged 3.3 points per game and 4.3 rebounds. Not bad at all. Hey, stats. That's an asset. Stats. That's an asset to any team. <laughs> you need rebounds. Uh, but anyways, anything else hey, you want well, to rant on LeBron? We, we soaked up this. No, one. yeah, and I feel bad because LeBron's kid is obviously somebody who's dealing with an enormous amount of pressure. And you see all those people that are like, oh, he's not even as good, blah, blah, blah. Dude, blah, 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 blah. It, the, the good thing about his kid is, like, no matter what happens, he has face clan to fall back on. He's got an, a, like, huge streaming, like, like team behind him. Like, yeah. he's big in the streaming he'll, world. Okay, he'll be fine Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. And whatever. Um, I still cannot stand LeBron James as an NBA player. I Every time the finals happens, I hope the Lakers get beat. But on the same hand, I know the Lakers will probably be there. Yeah, but for me, so like my biggest thing, like my dad isn't a big basketball fan. He's a big baseball fan. So like for me, I don't have that conversation about Michael Jordan versus MJ. Whereas my brother's a little bit older than me. So like we have that discussion because he got to see like the tail end of Michael Jordan. He understands it more than I did. 
Whereas, like, I'm just all on board. LeBron James is a better player than Michael Jordan. I don't want to get into that conversation. I know that both sides either were. I think Michael Jordan's the best basketball player. Michael Jordan is the best athlete that uh, that's plays any sports of all time. So, like, it's either or. But it's just, I want to have that discussion with my kids. It's like, yeah, I watched LeBron play. He won eight championships. Anywhere he went, he would go to at least to the championship. That's such a cool story to tell. You don't think so. That That is a cool story. It, it's like the New England Patriots, how they won so many championships in the last 20 years. Do you like that, Jack? Do you like that they won that many? Yes. No, you don't. Yes. Come on. Okay, but this, so... Again, I think questions like this are so relative because I'm not an AFC fan. I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. The Patriots never stopped me on the way to the Super Bowl. Never. Yeah, but would you rather have Minnesota in there? Did you get tired of the Patriots winning? No. Oh. How could you? You Wait, hold up. We can't end this podcast now. You're telling me you would get tired of winning? I would get tired oh seeing my. the Patriots win. We're never going to do this podcast again. <laughs> they're be like, he's, he's a sports fan. And he doesn't I like mean, winning. If I was a Patriots fan, I would be happy with it. Obviously. You are the most jaded son SOB that I, I know true, of. I, no, I'm a true fan. I'm a true fan. If the Bucks had won 21 Super Bowls in the last 21 years, I would be like, this but is But the Patriots amazing. haven't. Do you understand that, the, the, yeah, the Patriots have won a lot. Tom Brady's won seven. Yes. I, but it's been like 20 years. So, like, there's 13 other chances. And I hate the fact that they won that many. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> if it's not I my team. Okay, maybe I am self-centered in that area. But I think that's, you have to add that self-centered hate to the game. It makes it more fun. It. This is why I'm so glad Ohio State went down to Oral Roberts. Because oh boy. I hate them. And why do I hate them? Because they've been good for so long. That's they haven't the won reason. any championships. Yeah, but everybody knows Ohio State. If you're working at the bar, this is the one expression you uh, know. Dude, okay, to be fair, Ohio State fans are the worst. Oh, wait. And you're like, shut up. Yeah. I-O. But you say I-O for the Ted. <laughs> All I'm saying is... Yes, I'm jaded. I'm jaded. I, I, but so I, is everyone, and that's what makes sports great. With you is in question. No, right that's now. what makes sports great. If you're jaded and you fight for your team above all else, and you want other teams to go down just because they're too good. LeBron James hurt you, didn't he? I don't like him. Four years, you went to four straight championships. We should have won all four if he was playing the best he could have. All right, guys, I'm going to end this podcast here. <laughs> this guy got two championships super recent. I'm holding on to a 2004 championship with, with the oh, freaking Pistons. Oh, Big Ben God. with the fro shooting like 20% from who knows where, never attempting a three. Hey, but he's going to make that Hall of Fame. He probably will. Dude, it, I can't remember. It was like seven or – he averaged seven or eight points for his career, and he's going to make the Hall of Fame. He There's a picture of – sorry to tangent this, but – it was when Miami was going to the finals. They had to go through the Pistons. And they lost two games to the Pistons. It was a 4-2 series. And one of the games they lost, the newspaper picture the next day, was Big Ben packing Shaq. And Big Ben was, what do you think, 6'9"? Six, six, yeah, 6'9". Six, and Shaq was like 7-2. So the image of Big Ben packing Shaq. It was just like... It's such a cool image. Yeah, it It's like, like one of the biggest images. It was like, that was Big Ben. Yep. Just all effort. And that, 
again, I want to end this podcast, but we have that guy. We have him on our team now. He's back? Yeah. Who? Oh, he's a, he's a center we drafted from Washington. How am I drawing him? I'm drawing blanks. Does Detroit have a future? We, is this what you're telling me? We do have. Bro, I'm loving our team. We have I Sadiq did, Bay as a great shooter, and he's a great 3 and D. He's, he's six foot eight. He can guard the 1-5. Oh, through I five. didn't hear that name. He's so great. Why am I drawing a blank on this guy? Oh. Oh, my. Wait. Breaking news. It doesn't matter. Oregon versus VCU declared no contest. Ducks advance. How'd that happen? Because multiple COVID tests in the... BCU team. Oh, asterisk on everything. Oh, my gosh. So that's what I was going to say, man. I, I, I don't really want to get into it because this is our first episode, and so it'll come out next week. But I think it's crazy, like, what could happen with COVID in this tournament. Yeah, well, this is what I was telling people today at the bar. The fact that Ohio State lost, and I think Purdue, did they lose or did they win? They lost. They lost. So you had some big upsets go on. And just in- Isaiah Stewart. For my Pistons fans out there, that's there who I'm is. talking about. There's no one out there. Oh my God, <laughs> cares? But the the fact being said, Detroit will rise again. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> Sorry, it's the same as the NBA bubble playoffs. It's the same as the NFL. This is a weird time with COVID. There are it's some so weird. delineating factors, and I, th- I think it's more likely for a team to get upset at this point. And that's the thing is I think there's good teams that are, have terrible seedings because of just COVID factors. Yeah. Like I'll say it straight up. I'm a Michigan State fan. Our team was terrible. We didn't belong in that tournament, but we won some games because of the weirdness of COVID. So we got into that tournament. Like So I started looking at some of the other teams, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, man, like Virginia Tech, that was a that's a weird team. I was like, well, how are they in there? Georgetown, how did they win the Big East? Of course, they got curb stomped today, which was rightfully so. Like. The, the Big East is a joke. Yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting to see because what are you grading teams on now during the COVID experience? And you have to say, once the clock starts, that's it. Yeah. Two teams, one versus the other. Whoever's the most prepared and had the most, you know, I, I think playing time is huge this year. So you see these teams who are only played 22 games and they're in there. Yeah. They're struggling. Because they didn't get their chemistry in yet. I don't like to. I don't see. I don't like to throw it all out. I like to respect it for the unique nature. That no, it is. I'm it's just like, saying that there's an asterisk in my yeah, book. Like there definitely is. they won the championships, but at the same time, it's like, eh, you know, it's 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 not like it was two years ago when the no. when the, Virginia won it. Virginia won it because they were the best team. Yeah. Who knows now? Yeah. I I do think that the top four seeds it's gonna it's gonna come from one of them. I guarantee you. Did you do a bracket? I did. I haven't done any brackets. You're a little late. (laughs) I have no idea. Eh. The Gators won yesterday. That's all I know. It's funny talking to my brother. It's a lot more fun when you have younger kids because it's a good way to bond with them. Like I remember me and my dad doing it, and it was just fun for us. How old is your nephew? My nephew is 10. He youth. I want to to go on a tangent about my nephew because I think it's the craziest, funniest story. He is bigger into basketball than anyone I know. He watches the last dance documentary. Like it's the only thing. It's his veggie tales. Wow. He watches it. (laughs) I'm dead serious. So my brother calls me one day. I'm in the middle of work. He knows I'm working. He calls me. He's like, Hey, I got to tell you something. And I'm like, Oh, who died? Like, you know, you don't get those phone calls. And he's like, I got to tell you about your nephew. And so I'm like, 
oh no, what happened to my nephew? And he's like, no, no, no. Hear what he did. So apparently, they um, they play basketball at recess. Well, apparently, the games have gotten so intense, they are banned from playing basketball because my nephew takes the game too seriously. And like to the point where like they're like throwing elbows and stuff in the paint and stuff. So like he's like, Dad, I was I was I was being like you know, uh, I was trying to be like Bill Lambeer down in the post. And like he's quoting these people. And like you would wow. hear these when you hear like people say, "Oh, my kid said this." Like, no, that doesn't make sense. But like after you meet my nephew, you're like, "Oh crap, this kid's like obsessed with it." And my brother, he's like he's a baseball guy, so it's funny because like. He's, he loves basketball, but he's just not like that. But, like, my nephew is obsessed with it. And it's just, it's so funny. Like, they got banned from playing it without a monitor at recess because they take it so seriously. To the point my brother's like, yeah, some of Tripp's friends don't like him because he takes the game too seriously at recess. No, see, never change. That's what I'm saying. There should be blood at recess. That, well, and that's, I'm saying, like, you become a better player because of those street brawl yeah. games. Like, for me, I, our, let's be real, our coach... He was a coach in name in in high school for us. We got better because we played from five to eight p.m. every day at the YMCA. You never learn from those easy, happy-go-lucky games. You don't no, learn anything from that. no, no. I, like for me, like to be completely, I was pretty soft before I started playing with you guys. Like you guys told me, dude, you're a big guy. Stop calling fouls. And so it just got to the point I learned to play through fouls because you guys, you guys were like, no, you're not calling a foul. Check ball. <laughs> we made Jack hard. We're going to end on that one. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. Me and David are just over here shooting the crap, talking to each other. We so much are very grateful for you guys listening. Yes, we appreciate you all. We're going to keep on living life, enjoying each other, and watching sports. And not talking on the toilet anymore, unfortunately. No, we're done with that. Flower for your vanity, a penny for your thoughts about the world's insanity and how we've gotten lost. Strike up the band, play a song as we go waltzing by, and fake a smile as we all say goodbye. That's why we all are here. 
Strike up the band and play a song and try hard not to cry And fake a smile as we all say goodbye Goodbye Yeah.